Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. Every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. A looming disaster in one of the most spectacular environments on Earth sparks a rescue mission unlike any other in Sea of Shadows, a riveting new documentary with the intensity of a Hollywood thriller from the National Geographic documentary film series and winner of the 2019 Sundance Audience Award when Mexican drug cartels and Chinese traffickers join forces to poach the rare Totoaba fish in the Sea of Cortez. Their deadly methods threaten virtually all marine life in the region, including the most elusive and endangered whale species on Earth the Vaquita Porpoise. And that is the story behind this amazing documentary that follows a team of dedicated people, including scientists, high-tech conservationists, and investigative journalists in this attempt to rescue these beautiful animals from extinction. And we're joined today by the director of Sea of Shadows, and that would be Richard Ladkani. Richard, welcome to Film School Radio. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure. Thank you so much for being here. This is a, a film that is moving, informative, heartbreaking, and also in some ways guardedly optimistic about the future. Tell me a little bit about your involvement. How did this this particular issue, finding out about the vaquita porpoises, how did that come to you? Well, I, um, I completed another film called The Ivory Game in 2016, and that was about the extinction of elephants. And just as we had, you know, come out of that film, one of the main characters of the Ivory Game, Andrea Crosta, told me about this issue of the Totoaba and the Vaquita. And, you know, it was funny back then because I didn't even know how to pronounce those two names. Like, I'd never heard about a Totoaba, never heard about a Vaquita, and then I'd never been to this place in Mexico. But as soon as I looked at it a bit closer, I realized that this is a very symbolic war where criminal syndicates are actually attacking our planet for money and greed. And I thought, even though this is about two species that few people have ever heard about, it's actually, you know, a symbol of what is happening in our world. So I thought, let's bring this film to the bigger picture, to the big picture, to the big screen, and let the world know that time is running out for these species and that our planet is under attack. So that's how it it all began. What also really helped was that we had the executive producer of the Ivory Game, Leonardo DiCaprio, deeply cared about the Vaquita as well. And he offered to support this film very early on and, and be a voice for the film and help promote it. And he was also one of the people that uh, actually put us in touch with one of the other main characters of the film, Carlos Lorette de Mola, an investigative journalist. So, you know, having the support of DiCaprio and knowing that this was really a big story, a global story, Terramata, the main production company, and I joined forces and basically said, let's do this, and we dove straight in. It, yeah. sounds, it sounds like the turnaround was pretty quick in terms of you getting all the resources and getting sort of the, the go-ahead in terms of your ability to fund all of that you needed to fund. Uh, I imagine that was quite a challenge in yeah. getting it turned around so quickly. It was extremely challenging. I mean, when DiCaprio told us that he's in and he will support the film, we basically decided within 24 hours to get going, especially because there was a very big rescue mission underway to save the Vaquita. 
which was um, led by 90 scientists who were trying to catch the vaquita and put it into human care to start a breeding program, uh, but also to put the vaquitas out of harm's way because the cartels are dropping thousands of nets into the ocean to kill everything just to get this totoaba fish. And, and they thought by extracting the vaquita, they could maybe buy it some time and, and you know, breed it and somehow guarantee its survival. So this mission was in early October 2017. The decision to do the film was done in uh, late August. So we literally had five weeks only to prepare for this film and get it started. And if it wasn't for Terramata and their resources and their immediate support for it, you know, um, we couldn't have pulled it off. So it was a extremely short. We have five weeks of preparation from green light to first day of shooting. For people who are going to see Sea of Shadows, I want them to sort of uh, understand uh, something more clearly than I did when I initially started to watch the film, because it focuses on two different mammals, two different fish, however you the proper way to say that. Yeah. You've one got is the, a fish, one is a mammal. You're right. right. I, thank you. So one is a fish, one is a mammal. So you've got the totoaba, and then you've got the vaquita porpoise. And so initially, when exactly. you're sort of watching the film, I just want people to understand this, you are talking about the totoaba as a very valuable fish uh, for these poachers exactly. and for... So go ahead and explain that distinction So so I because I think it's going to be... A, it's a little bit... Yeah. You kind of had to figure it out as you're going through the it film. It is a, a challenge. It, is a, yeah. it, is, it was actually the biggest challenge of our film as well to how do we explain that exactly. big issue, you know? Yeah. So we're actually talking about two different species. The Chinese are after the totoaba fish, which is a giant sea bass. And the reason they want it is that they believe that it's swim bladder. They're not really interested in the fish. They're interested in its swim bladder, that it has this like curative powers, uh, medicinal values that, that um, helps pregnant women in, um, you know, who have difficulty with pregnancy in China. So it's this belief that they have that drives them to want to have and own this swim bladder. And they are willing to pay $100,000 for that swim bladder. So it's an extremely valuable piece of uh, merchandise, yes, you know, yes. organ yeah. that, uh, that they then consume in a soup. And they, they, they want it so badly that they actually joined forces with, um, with the uh, Mexican drug cartels in order to harvest it in the Sea of Cortez. And the way to do that is that they just drop thousands of nets into the water just to find that totoaba, but they kill everything in its path. So yeah. these nets, they are killing machines. They're walls of death. And one of the species that they are really killing very fast and that is threatened to extinction is the vaquita, which is a small whale that only exists in these waters. So um, right now, we believe that there is less than 15 vaquitas left in the world. And um, if we don't stop the killing, you know, this killing of the, for the totoaba, they will kill the vaquita probably within the next 12 months and we'll have, you know, the, the first whale in decades to go extinct. It's actually the first mammal to go extinct in a long time. So it's a big deal. And we're trying to, you know, focus a lot of international attention on this issue because, you know, we can't, we, we just can't let that happen. I mean, this, ha this is happening three hours south from the U.S.-Mexican border. Right. And it's, uh, it's something that is definitely stoppable. 
but right now nobody seems to care so right. we want to change that it's these gill nets and they are literally walls of death for these fish they essentially ensnare them and then they're especially in the in terms of the uh, the vaquita they drown because they can't get to the surface in order to get air and they are in many ways collateral damage to what is the the, the real goal is the exactly. totoaba fish and it is again and also there's another issue in this film that is is tied up in all of this. And it's something that I've seen in other documentary films about the extinction or the threatened extinction of other porpoises, actually. Uh, and it has to do with these are communities that have virtually no other economic opportunities except fishing in this case. And that therefore it, it ties into something that's about the survival of their families, the viability of their families to make a living and that's part of what this creates this incredible tension within the film, where these communities with very little other opportunities to make money are now faced with this this decision when and, and they're often exactly. and they're often not willing to make that sacrifice in 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 regard to another yeah. species. Is that is that a fair fair statement? It, it is, and you know the, the the drug cartels they are they are feeding on that on that crisis on on that problem. They are they are delighted by it actually because it's very easy for them to find fishermen who want to work for them because it's an it's an alternative way of income. The only problem is what they don't realize is that the cartels actually use the fishermen and they later extort them. So you know by they lend them money to buy the the gill nets needed to fish the Totoaba, and that is quite a lot of money. Like, we're talking tens of thousands of dollars. But then those fishermen, they have to go out and deliver the Totoaba. And if they can't deliver, the cartel will make sure you, you pay your dues, and worst case, they will just come and kill you. We have seen that, and that even happened to one of the fishermen that we knew. Um, he publicly denounced the cartel. He publicly said, I'm not going to pay back my debts. And then they just executed him on the streets of San Felipe. Yeah. So it was really, you know, it's really dramatic. And this is why this topic is so important to us. It doesn't only talk about environmental crime and, you know, overfishing and things like that. It's actually, it's a real, it's real organized crime at the highest, most sophisticated levels. I mean, these are professional drug cartels and the Chinese mafia of Tijuana who have joined forces to attack the planet. And they do not care about the humans involved, about the poor fishermen, about the environment. All they care about is millions and millions of dollars that are to be made. Uh, they even call it the cocaine of the sea, you know. So right. for them, it's, it's a great business because the government is not enforcing environmental crime like a drug crime. So for them, you know, they make hundreds of millions of dollars, but nobody is standing in their way. And this is why... The devastation is so extreme and the sea is dying so fast and these fishermen are being exploited so terribly <laughs> the wrong way, you know. Yeah. Uh, all this is happening because no one cares and, and this needs to change.
right now. And the idea of the corruption at the, at the level, and it's easy to focus on the corruption that is widespread in Mexico. It is it is uh, seems to be systemic, and a real problem, a genuine right. threat to their society. The level of corruption in Mexico. But let's not put us put aside. Let's not leave anyone else out of the equation of corruption. This is going on in plain sight. There are international interests involved. You mentioned the Chinese, and this is another element in in a Sea of Shadows, and that is that in past times we we weren't dealing with a growing economy where there are over a billion people so anything that happens in china or india or some or or uh indonesia where these countries have these huge populations if they are involved in doing something that is so detrimental to the environment because of the market for it the 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 scale of it becomes inc- overwhelming very very quickly based on just the amount of people who or, this uh, pro- that would provide a marketplace for this. So we are... T- we're yeah, t- we're t- well, it's true. But on the other hand, the Chinese that are able to pay $100,000 for a swim bladder, they're, they're not that many. It's, it's really organized crime as yeah. well in China. You right. know, these are very sophisticated criminals. Yeah. The good news, though, is that since the film came out, uh, we uncovered the whole Chinese trafficking ring yeah. That that basically spreads from Tijuana all the way to China with names and addresses and numbers and video evidence. And we provided that evidence. We gave it to the Chinese authorities. And since then, they actually cracked down really hard on those Totoaba traffickers, but only in China. So the Chinese government arrested more than 30 Totoaba traffickers were, with Totoaba worth more than $150 million in the last four months. So this is quite good news. Because what also happened is that because of those arrests, the price of Totoaba in Mexico has dropped significantly, like the street value. So we are seeing direct repercussions, you know, that are quite positive to where we want to be. And this is because uh, Andrea Crossa, who works for Earth League International, was able to uncover the real drivers of this illegal trade, which are the Chinese based in Mexico and China, of course, and by targeting them, you break the entire trade. Yeah. This doesn't mean it's over. Right. They're just kind of reorganizing right now. So what we try to do is we keep, we try to keep up the pressure by going more and more public. Our theatrical release is this week on July 12th. Thank you. We're going to have a lot of media interviews. We're getting a lot of coverage. We're getting support from Leonardo DiCaprio, who's tweeting and Instagramming on social about this film. And this is being heard in Mexico. So... By upping the pressure, we hope to actually help save the Vaquita and the Sea of Cortez and help the people, the fishermen involved in this in this crime. Let me let our listeners know that we're speaking with Richard Ladkani. He is the director of this new documentary film called Sea of Shadows. It is opening here in Los Angeles, as you mentioned. It, it's opening in New York at the Quad Cinema, the landmark at 57 West. It's also opening here in Los Angeles this Friday, July 12th, at the landmark uh, on Pico, uh, Pacific Arc Light in Hollywood, and the Cinerama, Cinerama Dome. It's also opening throughout the country. You can go to the website. National Geographic is a partner on this, so National Geographic Films, and and under Sea of Shadow, you'll see the listing for that that and, and the website. It's also opening up next week here in Los in in other parts of Los Angeles, including the Lemley Playhouse Seven, 
uh, in Pasadena, as well as here in Irvine, the Regal uh, Edwards West Park and the Regal United Artists in Long Beach and many other places. And you are absolutely right. I built, I really feel like this is a documentary that's going to garner an, a lot of attention uh, for a lot of good reasons, not the least of which is it's a beautifully made film. It is... Uh, it it, it 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 for people who care Thank about this so yeah it looks good it, it once you are in the story it is a it's a detective story it's a it's a bit of a thriller it's also very heart-wrenching at times and also at, at at times guardedly optimistic in terms of what we are able to accomplish in terms of the the fate of the vaquita and bringing attention to these very very important issues it's a it's a beautiful film and as I mentioned, it won the Audience Award at this year's Sundance Film Festival. So if you need to know any more, I don't know what else to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, so, well, I want to add that we are focusing on real heroes, yes. real heroes who are fighting back, who have not accepted that you know these things are going on and nobody's doing anything about it and the government is looking the other way. These are heroes who are risking their lives on the front lines to help save the planet. And they should be heroes and they should be seen by a wide audience because they are very like they're a big inspiration, I think, for many, many people, especially young people. Well, and let's let's and you mentioned Andrea uh, Crosta. You also let's talk about Carlos Lorette de Mola as his work as an investigative journalist mm-hmm. in the film. He's dynamic and powerful and asks all the right questions. He is a, he's dogged in his determination right. on this issue. And uh, so he deserves a lot of uh, accolades for his work here. And Dr. Cynthia Smith, who broke my heart and made me and made me feel optimistic about this about the future at the same time, in terms of just what her yeah. commitment to all of this is. And uh, oh, also uh, let's not forget yeah. Jack Hutton. Jack Hutton. Yeah, God, he's great. Jack yeah. Hutton is he's twenty-one year old. 20, Drone pilot on Sea Shepherd. Yeah, amazing. Yeah, if you're, <laughs> yeah. If you're worried about the future, yeah, you look at people like Jack Hutton and the people on that vessel on Sea Shepherd uh, as as a reason to be optimistic about our future. And Javier Valverde, exactly. his yeah. family, what the risk they're taking. Tell us a little bit about Javier in the last minute I've got with you here. Yes, of course. Well, look, these fishermen, you know, they are they are, I don't know, they're somehow they're resisting the cartel. They're resisting the pressure to go out and fish illegally just to make, you know, like more money. So they are true heroes. Uh, We are trying to empower them and give them a voice and help them by giving them a lot of public attention because they hope that someone will come and save the Sea of Cortez and actually give them a future because they are fishermen after all. There needs to be a sustainable way for them to go out and fish without killing the vaquita, killing the totoaba. So, but they need they need the help of the government. They need our help, and they also need a voice. So, what we're doing most of all is giving them a very loud voice in the world, so that their plight is heard, and that people come to help them because they are true heroes in Mexico, and they believe, you know, they they really need all our support. Amen. They're amazing. Amen. The the I, I mentioned the website is through the National Geographic, but you can go to Sea of Shadows. Dot film to find out more about the about Sea of Shadows on Facebook Sea of Shadows SOS Instagram Sea of Shadows Twitter Sea of Shadows SOS hashtag Sea of Shadows so it's all all there go to the website and and not only watch this film but pass this down to the people that you care about because it is about our future we need to be doing more of this and 
and and and we need to be watching more Richard uh, Ladkani films as well. Um, so uh, thank you <laughs> so very much for your time here today, Richard, on so, uh, to talk to us about Sea of Shadows. Real pleasure. Thank, thank you so much for your support. Thank, thank you. you. Take care. All right. Bye bye. Bye bye. You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio.